Another big amen for Sister Olivia Arnold Butler. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So the atmosphere is now ready for the word of the Lord. Let us go to the second epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy, chapter 1. 2 Timothy, chapter 1. When you have it, please say amen. If you're still looking for it, say wait a minute. <laughs> Amen. The second epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy, chapter 1. Second Timothy, chapter 1. Still see a few... Amen. Here we go. Amen. Amen. In the second epistle of Paul the Apostle to Timothy, chapter 1, we're going to turn our attention to verses 3 through 7. Amen. In this passage of Scripture, we will find these words. Paul says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Amen. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. This afternoon on this Mother's Day, I want to first of all say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers in the house. Amen. Amen. Praise his name. And today I want to lift up into your hearing the thought, the greatest legacy of all. The greatest legacy of all. In the life of a mother, there are so many challenges, there are so many tasks, there is so much work to do. The mother's heart is a heart that is toward her children, concerned about their now and their future. 
working diligently, taking them back and forth from one activity to another. Praying and hoping that the activities that they are a part of will build them up and will give them a future. Will give them skills and give them abilities that will allow them to be successful in life. Undoubtedly, every mother looks at their child and says, I want them to do better than me. And so we find ourselves here in this passage of scripture in 2 Timothy. Interesting enough, the writer treats himself as a father to a son. He calls Timothy his beloved son. And in this text, it opens up and he, first of all, thanks God. And he thanks God for giving him a pure conscience to serve. And he looks back on the history of his family, on the history of his biology, on the history of his ancestors, and see how his fathers did. It leads us to realize that there's something lasting about people who do the will of God. That it just doesn't end with you, but it is passed down from generation to generation. So as we look at this text, we see that Paul says that I cease, I do not cease to remember you in my prayers day and night. We know that this is the apostle praying for Timothy, but we know mothers do the same thing. They're praying for their children day and night. Whether their children are doing good or whether their children are doing bad. Because they have a heart for their children. But then when we look at this text, we, we see that Paul says, greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. Paul is saying that I remember when I left you, how you cried because of your love for me and your desire to be with me. And that one day I'll be able to be back with you together again so that my joy is filled knowing that I'm with you. Just like a mother is to their children, that even when they go off to school, when they get married, when they go, there is still some tears that are dropped because they're not together as they have been for so many years. But every opportunity to see them, they are filled with joy. Amen. So we look at our text. And Paul says in verse 5, he says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. The characteristics of a family of genuine faith is a family by which the children can see the mothers and grandmothers relying on the Lord for everyday needs. Not just shouting or not just showing up at the church, but as life goes on, as bills need to be paid, as food needs to be put on the table, as money needs to be raised to go on events, 
as the children see those mothers going to the Lord in prayer. When the children are wondering, how are we going to make it through? When they look at their mothers, they hear them say, baby, it's going to be all right. Because the Lord is going to make a way somehow. See, it's that kind of faith. It's the kind of faith that just doesn't operate on a Sunday when everything looks churchy, but it operates fully on a Monday when the needs and the issues of life are confronting you day by day. When you're going back into the situations where there are family members that may not be walking with the Lord, conflict on every side. There might be times when mother wants to cut somebody out, but she holds her tongue and says, Lord, have mercy. That the children are looking at that genuine faith. In those times of the crucible, when the fire is burning hot, that's genuine faith. Not just the hallelujah blessed and highly favored when you're at the church, but when things are going haywire, when the contrary winds are blowing, when the rains come and the billows roll, and they say, Lord, have mercy. When we say, I don't know how we're going to make it, the lights are off, and you say, the Lord will make a way somehow. And that you're not daunted, mothers, that you still trust the Lord, even when everything around you looks like it's falling down. You say, I don't care how things look. I know about a man who can supply my every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So when we look at our text, we see that the genuine faith is passed down generationally. I want to encourage the mothers today to know that your work of teaching your children how to live by the admonition of the Lord is not in vain. It's not in vain because the Lord has a way to take your faithfulness and pass it through the generations. My mother is not here today, nor did she get the opportunity to see me saved. But yet her faithfulness to the Lord, I believe God blessed me through her. For her prayers for me. And that I would be saved and walk with the Lord. Because after my mother passed, I didn't live in a specifically Christian household. But I want to talk to you also about another mother. I want to talk to you about the mother of the community. I want to tell you about the mother that was down the street. The mother down the street that already had six boys. But down that country mile, that mother had me on her mind. And she called my dad and asked, could I could go to church with her? Many times faithfully she came and she got me and she took me to church. And I believe that the Lord blessed me through her diligence, through her prayers for me. And she is gone today as well. But look what the Lord can do. The Lord can take somebody who was not in a house that was Christian and take him and move him from a place and set him to be God's people's leader. The prayers of a mother. So I encourage you, mothers in the house today, to not just be mothers of your own children, 
But be mothers of your children's friends. Because you don't know how you're going to even affect their life for Jesus Christ. And I see in this text that Paul didn't just talk about his mother Eunice. But he talked also about Timothy's grandmother Lois. The power of a praying grandmother. Some mothers may say, I just got daughters, so I don't have a son. I'm not sure how this applies to me. But I'm telling you that through the generations, God can bless as your grandchildren and great-grandchildren because of the faith that was in you. God is able to visit the, the generations that come after you as well. And he's able to bless them because of your faithfulness. But I also contend that his grandmother was in his life as he lived. So it wasn't just his mother helping raise him, but his grandmother too. He saw both of their faith in the Lord, a genuine faith, not a wishy-washy kind of faith that looked churchy on Sunday and looked like something else on Monday. But every day was Sunday for them. Every day they were walking in the admonition of the Lord. Every day they were teaching little young Timothy the word of God. Because in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, it talks about how Paul talks about from his childhood. He has been raised in the admonition of the Lord. In other words, he was taught the scriptures. He was taught the scriptures that he would be able to recognize the Lord. That's why we have to be with our children. Mothers, we have to teach our children the scriptures. It's good that you bring your children to church because that is of the Lord and that we come together forsaking not the assembly. And it's good to hear a message from the pastor to be in Sunday school and Bible study. But there's more to this discipleship than just Sunday or Wednesday. That at night with your children, sitting down with them and teaching them the word, reading to them the scriptures so that they get even more and get absorbed in the word. That when the day comes when they need to act on it, then they will be able to say, I remember when I heard a word. I remember when my mother taught me of the scriptures and what I needed to do. And it's come back to me at this time. The Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. And when it is old, it will not depart from it. Some of us will see our children in their young years depart. But we want to be faithful and diligent to make sure at every opportunity to teach them the word. Not just on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, getting up and laying down. We live in a culture now that is violently against Christianity. We live in a world now that's moving further and further away from the Lord and are trying to drag as many as possible away. So mothers, you have a great responsibility but also a great duty, a great, a great opportunity to raise up your children and your grandchildren in the admonition of the Lord. Yes. 
Because if anybody's going to be rooted and grounded, it's got to be those who are rooted and grounded in the Word. Because as this morning in the Sunday school lesson, we found out that the Word allows us to be like trees planted in righteousness. Amen. And we need to have long roots that go down deep, that when the winds blow, when the rains come, when the tornadoes brisk, that we can still stand. It's the tornadoes of life that are the test and the trials. But we need to know that our children are going to go through trials just like we have. That we continue to teach them and to admonish them in the word so that they have that very thing that's so important to get them rooted. Because the storms are going to come. Amen. And so we look at our text. And he says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul is allowing us to know that when our children are rooted and our children are raised up in the admonition of the Lord, when they see genuine faith exhibited and that they trust the Lord themselves in the same manner and they start to exhibit it as well. God gives us a gift. Some of us have one and some of us have many. But he puts a gift in us. But that gift can stay dormant if it's not used. So Paul the Apostle is saying, Timothy, stir it up. I see your genuine faith and by your genuine faith, I know that you got some gifts. And stir that gift up. Start to use it. So mothers, we got to also teach our children to use what God has given them. To use their skills and their talents, their abilities, not just for their own selfish desires, but to glorify God and to be used for the body called the body of the church. To be used in the church, to use to glorify God. And even when they're out in the secular world, even when they're out there, then when they have every opportunity, they can give glory to God. When they make a touchdown, they can say, hallelujah. When they win a game and are asked to announce, they can say, all glory given to God. And when they do well on their tests and when they do well through college, when they matriculate, all those things that they have an opportunity to glorify God. But mothers, you have that wonderful opportunity. That opportunity that's not given to others. To be right in that place of nurturing them in the admonition of the world. To be nurturing them in the admonition of the Lord to raise them up along with good fathers to raise those children to be all that they can be in the Lord. Now, the text doesn't give us much information on Timothy's father. But extra-biblical texts allow us to know that his father was not Jewish. His father was Greek. I couldn't find much information about him, whether or not he was walking with the Lord as a Gentile or not, but only that he had a father who was Greek. So it just may be that his father wasn't walking with the Lord. 
But because of his mother's faith and his grandmother's faith, that that faith was found in him. So if you're a mother that you don't have a husband that's walking with the Lord, you keep walking with the Lord. Because by your witness, may many be saved. So I'm here today to let you know to keep on working. I know it's got to be tough for those who do have a husband that's not walking with the Lord. Because it's like one going left and the other going right. Knowing how hard it's to pull a family in one way when something else is pulling in another. But I encourage you to keep on working and keep on pushing because your children are watching you. And that that they might know that there is a reality in serving a true and living God. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear. We don't have to fear anything being in the Lord that we can go boldly to his throne. That we can walk circumspect and confident in knowing this one thing. As David said, as once I was young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. So you can walk in that and you can say that the Lord is with me as I serve him. And I walk with him and I'm calling on his name, ceasing not to pray day and night for my children. That their generation and the generations that come after them might walk in the genuine faith of the Lord. Because after football games are gone, after gymnastics has gone away, after orchestra and bands, after all kinds of activities, after doctoring and engineering is gone, what's left? Is your life in Christ. It's only what you do for Christ that will last. And he says that we have a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. No longer are we thrown from here and there by every wind of doctrine. No longer are we thrown by Scientology over here or some other heresy over there. But we walk Rooted and grounded in the word of God. And we've got a straight direction going to the kingdom of our Lord. And we're saying to our children, come on and let's go. And here is the way. Keep on trudging. Keep on walking up the king's highway. And as I come to a close, I think about another mother that had genuine faith. I don't know where we would be today if the anointed mother of God who had faith in God had not trusted God's way. There's a virgin mother with child by the Holy Spirit whose name is Mary. And she gave birth to this child And after 12 years, this child confounded the wisdom of the leaders at the synagogue. At 18, he was still about the father's business. But at 30 years old, he said, I must be about my father's business. And he went out on a ministry for three years, healing the sick and raising the dead giving sight to the blind, 
making the lame to walk and the dumb to talk. And his name is Jesus. But my Jesus and your Jesus came through a mother. God has blessed the mother in a particular and spectacular way. So mothers of your children, don't give up. It's going to seem really tough sometimes. It seems like your children have gone wayward. But the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Believe even though you may not see it that the Lord and all your work is not in vain. Keep on teaching as they grow and they may try to go their own way. But the word of God is still like a sergeant at arms. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Well, stand on that principle. Let us stand on that promise and keep being diligent in our work as mothers to do that which God wants us to do. And God is so gracious and so wonderful that because of that mother, because of Mary, being faithful to God, one Friday evening, her darling son died for the sins of the world. He died for the sins of the world who had no other way out. The sins of a world who were desperately without a way out of their bondage of death. He died that Friday evening and they buried him and they put him in a borrowed tomb. And on that third day, he got up with all power in his hand. We have salvation and newness of life through Jesus Christ because God touched a woman who was faithful mother. So even though we're not, or y'all are not mothers of Jesus, you don't know who your mothers are. You don't know what they're going to be, how God is going to use them. So you do all of your sowing now. Because one thing's for sure, if you don't sow anything, nothing's coming up. Amen. Amen. So right now is the time to keep teaching, keep sowing, and who knows where your children may be. They may be pastors, they may be great leaders, they may influence thousands for Christ. You don't know, but the one thing you do know is right now it's time to sow. Keep on sowing, great-grandmothers, grandmothers, mothers, keep on sowing into your children and believing that God will give the increase. Amen. The doors of the church are open. If there's anyone here today who does not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the pardoning of their sins, you can get to know him today. Today is the day of salvation. And if you have not trusted him, get to know him today. It's not promised whether or not you're going to have another day. You could leave this room and drop dead in your place. But right now, while the blood is running warm in your veins, why don't you come to Jesus? Come, 
of all. On this Mother's Day, I want to encourage the mothers to stay on the good road and to keep fighting the good fight. Because the fruits of your labor will not be in vain. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, amen, let us stand for our benediction. Get ready for our offering. Amen as well. Amen. Into ground 
that they may come up and build beautiful trees of righteousness. Lord, we thank you so much for just all that you do in our lives, oh God. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless this church, oh God, to keep and continue to focus our minds so that we are mission-minded, that we are looking for little boys and little girls, men and women, and compelling them to come to the Lord. Lord, as we go from this place to our prospective homes, Lord, we ask that you put your loving arms of protection around us and keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And Lord, bless our tithes and offerings, O oh God. Let it be used for the edification of the body and the outreach into the world. Lord, that at the end of the day, Master, when you come for your children, that you find us faithful. Lord, we thank you and we bless your name and we ask these things in the blessed name of Jesus and the whole church saying, Amen. Please be seated and obey the ushers and get ready for our offering and come around and shake my hand. Amen. Amen.